history is written by the victors. A quote attributed to Winston Churchill. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we'll be looking at some myths surrounding one of the sacred cows of history, World War II. Countless books and films have recounted the events of the war, mostly from the perspective of the victorious allies, as you'd expect. There are, however, several myths and distortions that have arisen over the past 80 years that need to be corrected. The best place to start is at the beginning. Virtually all of the history books, at least in the West, say the war started on September 1st, 1939, with Germany's invasion of Poland. Given that this was Germany's first real combat action, and that Britain and France declared war on Germany almost immediately afterward, this makes sense. However, it overlooks the fact that this was a world war. The invasion of Poland was indeed the start of the war in Europe. But the Japanese invasion of Manchuria in July of 1937, full two years before Germany invaded Poland, should be considered the start of World War II. And for those in Russia who date the start of the war to the German invasion of Russia in June 1941, or Americans who believe the war started with the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941, you need to understand that you were both actually latecomers to the conflict. Sticking with the United States role for a moment, there's a persistent myth that America, latecomers though we were, saved the world from German domination. While this was certainly true in World War I, where the arrival of fresh American troops broke the stalemate between exhausted French and English and German armies, it's harder to make that case in World War II. There's no doubt that the industrial might and military power of the U.S was pivotal in the Western theater of the European War. But in reality, the Soviets did far more damage to the Nazis on the Eastern Front. While often exaggerated by the Russians in later propaganda, it cannot be denied that the ratio of losses on the Eastern versus Western Fronts was 9 to 1. Yeah, that's right, 9 to 1. And that a full 80% of German military deaths occurred on the Eastern Front. Of course, Russia paid an incredibly high price as well, with roughly 10 million military deaths to around 400,000 for the United States. Another misconception, which I'm not totally comfortable calling a myth, involves the greatest civilian death toll in the war and the group that suffered it. There's no question that the Holocaust, which systematically exterminated 6 million European Jews, was one of the most despicable and tragic events in human history. But the sheer heinousness of that event often leads people, at least those who don't idiotically deny that it ever happened, to think it was also the greatest single loss of civilian life in the war. Sadly, that is nowhere near close to the case. The civilian death toll in the Soviet Union was roughly 13 million lives lost, and in China, the death toll reached 14 million. 
though neither of these were cases of the Germans or Japanese attempting the total extermination of a people, as in the case of the Jews, their sacrifice should also never be forgotten. Another myth that persists is, admittedly, a dashing and romantic one. To this day, films are made about the critical role the French resistance played in defeating the Nazis, a storyline heartily endorsed by, of course, the French themselves. The facts tell a much different story, however. Current research indicates that no more than 2% of the population of occupied France took part in resistance actions of any type. Furthermore, probably less than half a percent engaged in what would be considered actual sabotage missions against the Nazis. Films as diverse as The Longest Day and Inglorious Bastards portray wildly successful French resistance actions. But historian Robert Paxton notes that, quote, most resistance actions within France failed. The resistance did not change the war's outcome. The Allies were going to win whether the French resistance helped them or not. End quote. Finally, the myth that may be the most unfair to the memory of the combatants is the persistent notion that the Allies were made up exclusively of Americans, British, French, and Russians, and Berlin was ultimately divided between these four. The truth shows a much more diverse group of soldiers. As was the case in World War I, men and women from nearly all of Britain's colonies and Commonwealth partners took part. This included the often overlooked Canadians, Australians, and New Zealanders, the latter two mainly in action in the Pacific Theater. There was also a large contingent from India, which lost at least 80,000 troops killed. The death toll reached the hundreds of thousands among troops from Hungary, Yugoslavia, and Romania fighting in the east. Every other European nation contributed troops as well, as well as from the French colonies in Africa, and huge numbers of Chinese and Filipinos perished in the fighting as well. It truly was a world war. These are just five of many myths that surround the history of the deadliest war in history. There are many, many more cases that we may address in future episodes, but for now, these five are a good start. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll go a long way towards helping us create more episodes and hopefully becoming completely ad-free. Thanks a lot.